Welcome to a new episode of Operation Gundog. We hope you enjoy it. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Yukonuba Sporting Dog. If you want to get everything your dog's got, you need nutrition that holds nothing back. To help unleash your dog's maximum potential, check out the new Yukonuba Premium Performance lineup at yukonubasportingdog.com. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Here we have episode number 30 of Operation Gundog. And it's been a little while since we've been able to get together because we've both been super busy with uh work and life um and with that for this episode we do want to talk about what's been going on just give a little bit of an update what's been going on with us what's been going on with our work our dogs and then some hunting season plans as well as fall campaigning plans so with that being said dominic what's been up with you man Man, a whole lot. Um, things are definitely real busy at the kennel. Got a lot of detectors in right now, so so we're working to get them ready and get them some some cool jobs. Also, trying to get the field dogs worked as best as we can. Uh, North Carolina, you wouldn't think of it as a super hot state, and really, it's one of those states that you know there there's typically about two weeks a year that is really hard to train dogs. You got you got the really hot week in the summer, and then you get a really cold week in the winter. So we're right in the middle of, of a tough week. This past week, it's been heat index well over 100 and, you know, just high humidity, high temperatures. And so, you know, we've just been grinding through that, trying to trying to do the best we can to make sure the dogs get the work, they stay healthy, and they uh, they don't overheat. So... My day's been consisting of really the the focus has been almost primarily on the detectors just because of the volume we have in there. Um, so the work as far as field dogs go is probably, I'd say, 10 to 20 percent of my day right now. So a little bit off on, on the field dog side of it. Everyone's getting their work, but compared to, to as much as we have going on with the detectors, it's a a little bit more focus on them at the moment. Right on. That's awesome, what's, man. Yeah, what's been going on down in the bayou? Oh, man. I don't even know where I left off as far as, uh, you know, if I had even said what I had going on really this summer. But um, right now I have uh, eight um, gun dogs with me. And uh, – well, I take it back. I have nine gun dogs with me and eight. Uh, sorry, not eight. I have six obedience dogs and nine gun dogs, and then I have three dogs that are up in Missouri. So um, those are my dogs. Um, but I have some other dogs that I'm training as well, as a little bit of a trade off. So uh, <clears throat> for the ones that I had going going up to Missouri, I'm kind of holding down the fort um, here in Louisiana with some dogs that belong to that trainer. So um, I have a lot of dogs. He has, I have a lot of his dogs too. So it's just a lot of, a lot of dogs for everyone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
lot of moving parts going on right now. I yeah. know that's that's been one of the, the difficult things with, with you and me and, and you know, being we had a slight gap between our, our two episodes just to kinda clue our listeners in all this stuff is you know, unfortunately we we've been focusing on that work and, and we kinda had to take a little summer vacation from the uh the podcast so that we can make sure these dogs are getting everything and along with you and me some scheduling difficulties so so we definitely apologize for that and you know we're we're getting ready to to hit some big stuff here so so stick with us make sure you you're subscribed so you get those routine notifications when we put out a new uh, episode and uh you know it's just been we're we're in the dog days right now literally right yeah that's all day every day um if you're not training dogs, you're feeding them or cleaning up after them or <clears throat> talking to the vet or something. Always meeting something with clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dogs getting dropped off. Dogs getting picked up. You know, showing off the dogs for clients. Training with other people. Something yep. all day, every day. For sure. <clears throat> Speaking of meeting with clients, I, I had a client of mine come today actually uh he just picked up a poodle puppy about uh i think it was about a week ago almost exactly so he wanted to come out have me look at the puppy work with the puppy some show him some things he can work on with with him over the next couple of weeks and continue to build some drive with him and you know he's going to be a a gun dog prospect and he's looking to do some some hunt tests with them as well so we're we're trying to make sure we get that puppy off to the right start and uh eventually he'll he'll come over and and work with me so i'm looking forward to to seeing this little bitty puppy turn into a a big dog right so would that dog live with you or uh stay with you or stay at the kennel so uh that dog will stay with me it uh it would kind of follow the same same routine that sailor goes to you know stays at the house commutes to work with me every day commutes back home and uh gets all of its work in it's uh you know poodles not to say poodles are the only dog but poodles do get some some privileges there that that since my wife has those allergies you know it's not as difficult for for us to keep some dogs at the house when when they are hypoallergenic like that so um you know not not playing favorites on the breed or anything but they uh they do get to to stay in the house and and have their their kennel set up not not too far from where sailors is gotcha yeah i don't my most of my dogs wouldn't know what to do uh sleeping inside or sleeping in the house rather you know they most of them have been kennel dogs and you know training from day one yep yep and i mean it's the same thing you you see a lot of uh you see a lot of trainers doing that companion gun dog where you know everybody for the most part especially people who are hunting with their dog they want a dog that's going to be just as good in the house as it is in the field so so it allows us to kind of balance things as well giving him the opportunity to have a kennel in the house and get to experience some some house life we can work on things like place and 
and just everyday living so that you have a, a well-rounded dog that that you don't mind having in the house. It doesn't have to be a kennel dog. Right. But, you know, there's some trade-offs there. You know, a dog that that gets to sleep in a kennel in a room in the house is missing out on a little bit of that, that acclimation to the heat. Well, then the dog gets that when whenever we go out to the kennel, we work in the heat, the dog hangs out there while while I'm, you know, working and doing my thing, the same as Sailor. So they're able to get some of that as well, but you can definitely tell dogs tend to acclimate a little bit better when, when they get a, a kennel that, you know, it's not going to be 69 degrees consistently with, with, you know, whatever the humidity in a house is. I think it's like 50% or something like that. Right. Yeah. I've, uh, I've always had indoor kennels and, um, I've always had the ability to control the, you know, heat and air, uh, you know, whether it's winter or summertime. And I, I, I try to keep it, um, you know, somewhat close to the outside. Um, of course, if it's freezing outside, I'm not gonna, you know, leave them in the thirties, but, um, I would try to keep it within probably 15 degrees of what it is outside. Um, just so whenever we go hunting or if we go to a hot hunt test, they're not overwhelmed by this, um, massive change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of segues t- talking about hot hunt test, cold hunt test. We got hunt test season is, is starting to heat up around here. You got, uh, you got some big plans for, for client dogs, personal dogs. What, what you got going on with, with the hunt test world? Oh man, I'm so far south. We don't have uh, much of a uh, summer hunt test season like some of the uh, northern states, but um, we do have a little bit of a fall hunt test season. It's not as big as the spring, but um, I do have about um, three hunt tests, HRC hunt tests that I'm looking at in October, back to back to back uh, weekends that are, uh, you know, not a crazy drive. So that's uh on my radar i have plans of what dogs i would like to have ready to run in um what stakes uh of course we still got a little ways to go but uh that's you know what we're working on right now what do you say the uh the whole percentages in your kennel right now or do you have primarily started dogs or is it going to be seasoned is it going to be a, a mix what do you have uh, oh i think now? i have probably one dog one or two dogs that i would run in uh started and then i'd I'd love to get uh finish up bonnie's uh finish title this fall and then i have a lot of dogs that'll be running seasoned gotcha yeah yeah i got a sailor's gonna be running seasoned here this this hunt test season so she's uh down here, I'm seeing most of the tests are opening up for, for September. I've seen a couple of tests pop up for October. So, you know, we're, we're starting to see those tests uh, get approved, putting them on the radar to check for, for the day that they open up because, you know, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to get into season than it is into started. So we're, we're going to try to be right on top of all that stuff and right. making sure we, uh, we don't miss the bus on anything. Yeah, depending on the time of the season, well, really, around here, finished fills up all dang near immediately. Uh, 
started, you can hear lately, it's, you know, you can uh, sign up the day of the test sometimes, uh, you know, depending on the season. Um, as far as season tests goes, the biggest issue that we have, you know, and at least the tests that I've run in is they'll only have one seasoned flight where they might have four finished flights. Um, so that little one little flight, whether it's, I, you know, 30 or 40 dogs, it, it can fill up fast too. So you got to kind of watch hunt secretary and know when it's going to open up and know who's going to run. Um, you know, the thing about it is, is, you know, you have to sign up for these tests in advance. So if they open up a month and a half before the actual test, you've got to kind of know that who's going to be ready in that time frame, or they better be ready at the time that you're signing up, I, I guess. Yeah. Because um, I hate to, you know, sign up a dog and then have to scratch them because you couldn't get it together, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I definitely get that. Uh, you know, the sailor's biggest thing is going to be, you know, getting her, uh, getting her running some, some more water blinds. She's, she's doing well with cold blinds. Her, uh, you know, we're working with with her on on taking more uh, more tuned literal casts versus rough casts. So, you know, really dialing in those those angle backs versus straight backs and and verbal backs versus nonverbal and, and things like that to, to make sure that we we can drive her like a Cadillac when when we get to a test and we we train you know bigger than than the test. So she's been running some some hundred, 150 yard blinds. Whereas, you know, we're not going to see anything like that at season tests. So hopefully we're setting her up, you know, getting good initial lines to, you know, where, where she can potentially line the blinds or, uh, or, you know, one whistle one. Right. <clears throat> well, we've been doing a lot of, uh, for speaking of seasons, you know, we're doing a lot of pattern blinds. Um, we're doing a lot of, st- setups you know uh multiple mark setups usually run as singles for now um i do after i run pattern blinds i'll hop over on the bucket with the shotgun and throw out two bumpers and shoot them um and run a little you know off the hip double with them just to get used to the uh you know the gun sound and the motion of you know turning on the bucket and healing to the bucket um, and then on, and then at the end, on the way back with the last one, I throw a little diversion bird and just getting them used to, to that. So they, uh, are, are ready for that when the season test comes around and a real bird comes out, that's a little something they're a little more used to, uh, cause yeah. that can be pretty exciting. Mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> Speaking of, of birds and everything, sailors second birthday is coming up August 18th. So my plan for her, her little birthday gift is probably going to be I'll, I'll pick up some some flyers to to shoot for her for her birthday, and you know, she she loves nothing more than than a fresh duck. So I think she'll she enjoy that little gift. Oh yeah, man. Uh, when's her birthday? The eighteenth of August. Oh man, I got a lot of dog birthdays in in August, and Bonnie will be two August seventh. Uh, I did just uh, send a four pack of Bush Dog Brew up there for uh, whenever she uh, qualified for uh, Master Nationals. So uh, 
I picked out, it was a little four pack. So I, I got one for her and my two other dogs that are up there. Um, Delta, who's my other female and then Woods, who's a client dog of mine. And then my, my favorite dog on, uh, Lewis's truck on, uh, doc, the, uh, the easiest to recognize lab with, uh, with no tail. So hmm. <laughs> really what what's the story behind that? He just when he was coming out, he's, uh, his tail was dead when he came out. So whether it was dead, you know, uh, while he was in the womb or coming out the birth canal, uh, I guess it lost circulation or something. Maybe the way he was sitting in there, I don't know, but, uh, you know, had to have it docked, uh, you know, pretty, pretty soon after, uh, being born. Well, so, that's so going to be my is, next question. Name is Doc. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I wonder how many people confuse him with the different breeds. Oh man. I mean, he looks like, you know, a big meaty lab with a big fat, you know, just the big bulky lab head, mm. uh, just don't have a tail. So, uh, at one, there was one time that he was out and somebody asked whose pointer that was, but, uh, <laughs> he's not, he's not lean, you know, lanky pointer type. He's more of a big beefy lab. Like, you know, he's probably pushing 80 pounds. <laughs> yeah. That would be a heck of a pointer. Oh yeah. It, it's kind of weird. I, I've noticed a lot of dogs, like you'll, you'll see a common birthday month, you know, the, the, spring litters and fall litters tend to to be around the same same time frame so right. i'll be uh i'll be interested to see when when sailor's next heat comes through because we went through a heat cycle a couple months ago and her first birthday it was almost to the day that that she had her first heat on her first birthday so makes me wonder if if she'll kind of maintain that that schedule i really don't want to have to scratch her because she's in heat or anything so hopefully it either comes in before it holds off until we we get her test run she's still on par to to pick up that season title by the end of the year which when we had our uh, our episode coming into the year and we're kind of talking about our goals that was my goal for her is to pick up her season title so right um, we're we're still on track for that and uh you know depending on how well she does and how many tests we can knock out early we might be able to to hit finished or or maybe even master before the end of the year she is picking up uh triples pretty well so we'll just be fine-tuning blinds being able to to you know run a blind that goes right through the heart of a setup and and uh you know continue to to progress her right that's the name of the game mm-hmm but uh you know, hunting season's coming up quick too, man. These uh, these real hot days has me wishing I was sitting in a duck blind, freezing my butt off. Yeah, or drinking a cold beer next to a power line pole, doing a little dove hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 aim seems to get a little bit better after one of those beers. <laughs> Maybe you think it does. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it, it's all about the fun, getting some birds for the dogs and, and uh, you know, just hanging out, doing right. doing what the dogs are, are taught to do and, 
and getting to enjoy some peace and quiet. And that's, that's my favorite thing about hunting, whether it's in a tree stand or, or in a duck blind or sitting on a, sitting on a bucket, just something about that serenity of sitting out, having that quiet and just kind of being, being tuned into nature. Right. So speaking of hunting and nature, what are your hunting plans uh, for the season coming up? Well, I got that uh, that hunt that I won last year with honk stompers. And when I started that other job, I wasn't able to take the time off to go up to uh, up to Washington State where where the guide is. So unfortunately, that had to pass last season. So I'm trying to get on the books for uh, for this winter. Probably, my guess would be sometime in November, and uh, get out to to Washington State and and get to uh, get to shoot some of those giant Canadians up there and and see what else is in the sky and and put her on it. They they primarily do some uh, you know field hunts, so that's something that other than dove hunting, I don't get to do much with Stately. So I'm looking forward to you know getting to work her through you know. 10 plus dozen decoys and, and pick up some giant Canadians out in the cornfield in, in Washington state. That sounds pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Hopefully I'll, I'll get to do a good number of hunts this year. I know you, me and, and Bill Desmo and, and uh, Wade Mello, both of which we've had on the, the podcast before we're trying to get something lined up so that we can go smack some ducks together and get all the, the dogs in a group and, and, uh, you know, have some fun and, and some camaraderie. Right on. Yeah. I'd be down for that. If we can make it all work out well for me and my hunting plans for this year, I have planned out that I'm going to have all of my obedience dogs get home about me. I'm probably not going to have a lot of my gun dogs either because most of them will be hunting. So I would like to take about to do a little hunting myself, um, have a little time off around the holidays with the, the family. Um, what hunting I do, you know, 10 dogs or less, we can go on the, go in the trailer. We can go travel for hunts. We can train with some other trainer friends. Um, and that'd be kind of like my vacation season. Um, my goals for this year, and I don't know without looking in my notes section of my phone, but I would like to pick up more species of birds than I did last year. I would like to pick up more birds than I did last year. I would like to have more of my client dogs pick up more birds than they did last year. So I want everybody getting better. That's kind of the, uh, mm-hmm. I, I need to look at my notes section and make sure I've got all that tallied out. And uh, hopefully we can continue to go up every year on all that stuff. Yeah. Speaking of species, I, I've been watching a series on YouTube and it's a really cool uh, series. It's called Hunt 41. And kind of the goal of these guys on that, that channel is to kill all 41 species of North American waterfowl. So watching that, especially, you know, getting ready for hunting season, it, it gets you real eager, but also kind of gave me the, the reach goal of, you know, I'm going to have sailor for, 
for quite a while. She She's just about to turn two. So we've got a bunch of seasons still ahead of us. And I was like, you know, I'm going up to Washington State. If you and Bill and everybody get together, that's another hunt. Might go hunt with a buddy down in Augusta. Uh, there, there's a lot of opportunities to, to travel, get to see some new places, and potentially see some new birds. So I think it would be, you know, kind of a reach goal for, for me and Sailor to, to kill all 41 species or have her pick up all 41 species of waterfowl. Now, if we'll get to do that or, or not, you know, it, it's not about, you know, only chasing the new species or the one that hasn't been hasn't been put down yet. It's it's going to be, you know, enjoying the time out there. And, hey, if we end up being in the right place at the right time enough to, to let her pick up all of those birds, then then so be it. And awesome. 41 species of waterfowl or. Yeah. Or game birds in general, okay. Waterfowl. Uh, <coughs> I know they just recently split one of the uh, uh, one of the mallard subspecies into its own. So I think there's technically forty two now. I can't okay. remember which one exactly it was, but they. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, it was a duck that used to be classified, I think, under like the multi duck or the black duck category, but they. There's been research come out that that says it's its own uh, individual species. So, okay, interesting. All right, I yeah. think that that's a great goal. Probably more of a bucket list life goal for me and my dogs, but I think it's a good goal to have nonetheless. Mm. And, and like I said, it's not you know I'm not pushing to to hit that goal with her. I'm not going to stress about it. Hey man, if you got a goal, man. You can't be halfway in, halfway out. You need to be committed right now. That's true. But the whole idea behind <laughs> saying, yeah, I'll kill all 41 species with her is, well, that's going to push me to, to make sure I do line up some, some good hunts. I mean, I'm not going to kill a, a sandhill crane where I'm at, as far as I know. That's yeah, going if to you're going to do this, you need to, you need to plan these hunts out. You need to know where can I go for a sandhill crane. Or a cinnamon teal, or mm-hmm. a coot, whatever you need, man. You gotta, you gotta know this is where I could potentially get that bird. Yeah, I don't think the coot will be a hard one to cross off. There, there is a a missed opportunity this past uh, this past season. We were out on on Lake Matamuskeet near the uh, the outer banks of North Carolina in Hyde County, and we uh, we were all looking out to the water, looking over the decoys, and and sailor kept turning around. I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Watch, watch out the doggy door. You never know when, when something might come through. And lo and behold, we turn around and there's about four or five coots just slowly swimming off into the reeds before anybody could get a shot on them. It's like, well, there, there goes a missed opportunity, which, um, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, I, I read this on a, I don't know where I read this, but, Coots are technically not a duck species. They're more uh, they're they're more closely related to a rail than they are to a duck. Yeah, I wouldn't think they're very related to a duck, other than that they swim in the water and fly around. But you know, they have like little chicken feet. Mm-hmm. They're pretty gross. Is that yeah. is that considered one of the forty one waterfowl species? That's a good question. I need to review all the forty one. 
I want to say they were hey, along man, with rails, but you get, maybe not. You have a little bit of time to like start getting your stuff together if you're going to meet this goal, dude. <laughs> yeah, I need to <laughs> need to plan out the next eight years. All right. But yeah, I think uh, I think setting that goal is a, a good way to make sure I'm getting out. I'm doing as much as I can. You know, scouting if I'm going to public land, getting on some some guides that I know they'll they'll put certain species in front of me. But you know, in it, the West Coast is the biggest one for cinnamon teal, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, California is where uh, you know I've heard or I've seen pictures from. So uh, mm-hmm. I've never seen a cinnamon teal. Um, you know, we did get both blue wings and uh, green wing teals. Uh, last year between louisiana and oklahoma mm-hmm. so uh yeah. last year was actually my first year to kill a blue wing teal uh south louisiana i guess they get more blue wing teals when i was living in north louisiana it was only green wing teals yeah i've seen uh seen some guys out west they'll they'll kill the trifecta a blue a green and a, a cinnamon in the same hunt yeah, that would that's like worth getting mounted right there. I think that that's like a bucket list goal in itself, right? There, you know, mm-hmm. talk about the forty-one species. If you knock out the three, the trifecta of teal, that's pretty dang cool. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep, we'll we'll be out there chasing birds, and and maybe you know, God willing, we'll, we'll find a couple of bands along the way. That's something that's on my bucket list too. I still have never uh, got a band. Um, you got people up in the Northeast that can get a band every hunt, and mm-hmm. I might go my whole life without seeing one. You know? Yeah, it always makes me jealous all the time that that Bill's posting those pictures of all the Brants with the GPS trackers on them and all the collars and and all sorts of stuff. Right. Yeah, they actually, uh, I think they were actually putting putting them on, you know. Uh, I feel like he was a part of that, taking pictures of them, like, banding ducks or something. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's cool stuff, but hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get on some this year. Yeah, maybe I should start banding my own ducks. Then maybe <laughs> I might, you know. Does it count if we shoot a banded flyer? Hey. I don't know, man. I'd brag about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, other than that, what uh, what are some of your goals now that, that we're approaching that, the halfway mark in the year? What are some of your goals moving forward? Have you had any goals that have changed from, from the beginning of the year? Uh, wait, what are we talking about? Hunt test goals? Well, just goals in general. We've kind of touched on what we'd like our dogs to do before the end of the year, but but is there anything else that's kind of out there that that you're trying to work on? Do you have some puppies that you'd like to pick up? You know, the first bird this season, or oh yeah. Some... Well, I have two two dogs that'll be uh, one in August, so um, you know they're going to be in the mix this coming season. Enzo and Delta. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll definitely pick up their first birds, uh, this year as well. So I had, you know, three personal dogs picked up, uh, birds last year. And so this year I'll have five. Um, that's the goal. 
for the personal dogs. Um, I had one client dog pick up about 175 ducks last year. So I would like to see now that I have more than one client dog, I would like to see, uh, you know, my client dogs for this year pick up more than 175. I think we're, I'm just trying to compete with myself and, um, get bigger and better with all that stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely not something to, to shake a finger at it, that 175 birds in, in a season and a first season at that, that's almost like, you know, God. Numbers. Oh yeah. She, she murdered it, man. She, she only trained for two months leading into the season. She picked up all those birds. She's with me right now. She's actually going home uh, tomorrow. She's only been with me two months again. And this dang dog didn't forget a thing through hunting season. She was still steady and delivering the hand just like she was when I sent her home. And now in these two months, she's progressed through uh, T pattern and pattern blinds and running some cold blinds. She, she one whistled a cold blind yesterday. The dogs had four months of uh, training with six or seven months in between where she was either hunting or getting fat at the house. <laughs> so, you know, I want I want more success stories out of my uh, client dogs like that. I, I you know, I, I've seen your training program and everything, and so I think uh, I think you'll continue to find that success. I well, appreciate that, sir. She she will be coming back uh, in October, right before the season, to make sure everything's tight. But uh, she was getting kind of chubby at the house, so her owner said take her for a couple months and get her back in shape no more biscuit eater for her yeah just dog food Mm -hmm. that yukonuba sporting dog that's it yep she's she's mean and lean now i bet she's dropped 15 pounds in two months oh wow putting her on that that slim fast diet plan (laughs) well look getting a little exercise you Mm -hmm. know yeah yeah sailor and she just maintains weight so well and, and builds muscle so easily. So she's actually bulking up from, from where she was last last season. So, you know, last season she picked up Canadian for me and and no problems there. So this season should be a little bit easier on her too. All the work that she's had in, all the exercise and conditioning and swimming and everything has, has done her good. That's good stuff, man. Well, Swole Patrol getting ready for uh, duck season, huh? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Won't be as, you know, it's it's a different breed entirely. So it's not like your little lads sitting there that that look like they get a shot in the uh, the butt every week to to build that muscle. They, man, those labs, it's always cool to to watch a nice lab sit at the line and they just have those shoulders sticking out there like they've been hitting the bench press, but it's a uh, She's just a lean toned little, you know, little poodle. I like it. Nothing wrong with a lean dog. No. And this heat definitely builds them too. If they're getting this work, you know, the heat is something to be really careful about. You know, we, you don't want to overheat one. So typically our field work happens early in the morning. Make sure we get through that before the hottest part of the day. You know, try to incorporate water where we we can and where we need to to make sure that they 
they're they're staying cool and we're not running them too hot. You know, being careful. If we do have to do a setup later in the morning when that heat's starting to come down, not to put them right back in the in the hole and and let them get hot anymore. We we try to get them get them a chance to lower their body temperature a little bit before we put them in there. Make sure they have plenty of water, all that good stuff. That way, you know, there, there's no health issues to them, and and that's something to be really careful and really cognizant of. I have a buddy that's a amateur trainer. He just got his uh, personal dog a couple months ago and picked him up from a kennel down in Louisiana of all places. And he's up here in North Carolina and he, uh, whenever he gets off work, he's got, you know, a five shooter thunder launcher. He bought two zinger wingers and, and he'll go out there about like seven thirty, and, and work his dog. And he's like, man, this dog, uh, this dog's definitely going to be ready for those uh, questionable hours right around shooting light. Cause uh, he's getting some work in some low light conditions. Right. Yeah. That's uh that's the amateurs for you. I mean, especially, uh, well, you know, daylight hours are a little longer now, but uh, there are times of the year where it's pretty low light when you're getting off work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I remember there's a hunt test that I, I helped volunteer at last winter and it was for seasoned. I think we were running and one of the uh, one of the marks by the time it got to that last dog, I don't know how the dog was seeing anything. Like it had just gotten that dark, and you know they were just at the end of it, and they were trying to push through. And I I ended up going up to that guy once I picked up my station. And he was just, you know, his dog was just walking off the line and everything. They got their pass. I said, man. I need to call the game warden on you because there is no way your dog marks that well in the dark unless you're shooting outside of out of uh, shooting time. That's funny. That's good stuff. That's a compliment, right? Oh, I, I think so. I think a dog that's able to focus in the, in that situation is definitely a uh, a strong one. You know, there's going to be cloudy <laughs> mornings where yeah, it's shooting light, but it's still pretty dark. Right on. Yep. Got to be paying attention. Mm-hmm. For sure. Speaking of which, I need to break my shotgun out and throw some some clays and make sure I'm tuned up for for dove season and make sure I'm tuned in for for duck season as well. We got uh oh, I have a countdown on my my phone somewhere about how many days and hours and minutes and seconds we have until until dove season opens up and I'm. I'm really excited for that. I need to. I need to probably come up with a little countdown as well. I would like to know exactly how long how long I have for that. And I'm right there with you. I need to uh, do a little shooting sometime over the next couple months. I've been shooting really good with these uh, these poppers, you know, and <laughs> you the, fro- and the frozen ducks. You know, I never miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll spoil you a little bit. I've also gotten pretty bad with my duck call, you know, <laughs> that, uh, hey, let's get get your attention duck call out in the field, whether I'm bird boying or at the line. It just don't sound the same as the, uh, you know, the puddle ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds more like a broken kazoo than it does a duck yeah. call. Yeah, I got a little bit of a kazoo call going. Yeah. 
it it's definitely uh, bound to happen. I had a like two hour long trip a couple weeks back, going down to the beach, and and I put my uh, my duck calls in the truck just so I could practice on my way down there, make sure I'm I'm still uh, hitting them right. Yeah, didn't didn't you say something like you were blowing your duck call and like your uh, Apple Watch like thought you were working out or something? <laughs> no, my uh, I was blowing. I think at the point it was my goose call, and I was just hitting that in the truck. And my Apple Watch came up and I was like, "You're in a loud environment. Prolonged uh, time to to loud environments can be detrimental to hearing." Oh wow. So. You you annoyed your uh, Apple Watch. <laughs> I guess that's what it was. You know, I'm just trying to call it those geese that are you know mile away. Right. It would it would have been funny if you're if it thought you were working out. And you're like trying so hard. <laughs> your heart rate's up. It's yeah, counting I'm, miles. Yeah. Not gonna lie. There's been a couple times where you know I'm just hitting the the duck call and you know it's not like you're in the field where you're just hitting it a little bit then you shut up for a little while and you hit it some more i'm in there and i'm i'm trying to do i'm like i can get that a little bit better or that that feeder chuckle needs a little bit more uh low end on it and then i'll sit there and start getting a little lightheaded i'm like all right i need to start breathing in more than i'm breathing out yeah take a breath mm-hmm right well, goals, definitely goals. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I guess we'll, during duck season, we, we put out a little reminder to you guys to, <laughs> to make sure you clean your, uh, your shotgun as much muck and everything as it goes through. And I guess this is your reminder. Make sure your, uh, your, your callings tuned in too. We, we're focusing so much on working the dogs. We might get out there and, and sound like a broken kazoo when we see some some ducks off in the distance trying to get them to work the decoys. Everybody's got their strong suit, you know. If you're going to hunt with buddies, and you're the dog guy, then maybe you need to have a buddy who's the the call guy. Maybe you mm-hmm. need to have a, a buddy who's a good shot too. You know, <laughs> if you're not good at that, that's how you make your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I know. Uh, I think my strong suit right now is is my goose call. I, I was pretty good with that last season. There was even a a goose that uh there was a pair that came in, shot one, the other one got up and flew off, and I kept hitting the the call and ended up circling back a couple more times. So I took that as a, a compliment to my calling that he was like, oh my buddy didn't get shot. He was just sitting there on the water somewhere. See that would never happen for me. So you you must be doing something right. Yeah, I'll convince myself that it's probably just a stupid goose, but um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll you know toot my horn there and say it was definitely all me. There you go. Well, you know, I think we've we've touched on a lot of our a uh, lot of our updates on what our plans are, what our goals are for for the remainder of the year. I, I will. Uh, We'll say, you know, if you're just now joining in, you haven't listened to our podcast before, uh, make sure to follow us on social media. We have the Operation Gun Dog Instagram page, and we also have our own individual pages. So for me, mine is at the Puddle Hound, and uh, John, yours is at Bayou Gun Dog. So if you're not already following us, make sure you follow us. We're we're planning some some giveaways and stuff in the near future. So 
the the more platforms you follow us on, the the more your likelihood is to uh, to make sure you don't miss those. And a small caveat off of that is, I'm sure some of you guys might have seen people posting on their stories and on their their timeline about how Instagram has kind of changed some of their. I think it's into your privacy setting, but they went ahead and did us the favor to start hiding uh, hiding posts that they feel we might not like or that might be sensitive to us. And there's a big, you know, emphasis on, on the hunting world. Some, some of the social media platforms view that as sensitive content. So make sure you, you look in your, your settings to make sure it's not automatically hiding stuff from you and, and make sure you hit the little bell on our, our Instagram pages. So whenever we post, you get a notification. The other day I went to open up my timeline for the first time in the day, scrolled. I saw three posts and after three posts, it said, you're all caught up. I said, there's no way. You know, I follow 600 plus people. And one of them is Bill Desmo and he posts like three times a day. And yeah, see a single one of his posts on there. So what, what is going on? Yeah. Bill posts all day, every day. Mm Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. perfect example of a social media social Fire media flag. presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so make sure you're not missing anything and, and that goes <laughs> along with what we kind of mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Make sure you're you're subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts. You know, when we put out a new episode, sometimes there's a little bit of a delay in you know, when it shows up for different people. Some people get it it's delayed by an hour or two. I'm not sure what the reason is behind that. I guess just the way that the Apple servers are. But if you're subscribed, as soon as that podcast is available to you, you're going to get that notification. So you won't uh, you won't miss any episodes. That is correct. That's how I uh, keep up with it. <laughs> oh, you're uh, you're adding to our listenership. You're you're plus well, more play. I was thinking about subscribing. Well, while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a, a rating and a review, too. You know, I, I really value your feedback. Yeah, I'll do it, man. Yeah. Helps keep me honest. There you go. Well, you know, we, we appreciate all you listeners. We appreciate you guys tuning in to just hear you guys talk about dogs and, and talk about what we're, we're doing and what our goals are. Without our listeners, we wouldn't have a podcast, so you know, we, we value guys. Like I said, we value your feedback. So make sure you're, you're leaving a review. If if you're listening, you're enjoying it. Let us know if you're listening and you say, you know, there's, here's a topic you guys haven't touched on. I really like to hear this. Feel free to leave that review or, or reach out to us on, on social media and make sure that, that uh, we hear your voice and, and you're not, uh, you're not pining over, over information that you're not receiving yet. We, we do thank all of our listeners. We appreciate you guys. And we look forward to, uh, to putting out more content for you guys. Make sure you're, you're uh, looking forward to it because we're going to be hitting you with some rapid fire here stuff in, uh, in the near future. Hell yeah.